What is going on and welcome to another episode of the Beyond Rad podcast. My name is Chad and this week we were joined by Blue Water Highway. I could fly a paper So Blue Water Highway is a four-piece alternative slash Americana style band based out of Austin, Texas. And first off, they have some of the coolest harmonies. They do some really awesome stuff. So if you're into that style of music, it's just super awesome. But also, they're just really cool people. It was really fun getting to talk to them about the inspiration for this brand new album that they released, as well as kind of the the process of the band becoming what it is now and and where they plan on going so you know if you're excited be sure to, to go down below and and hit that thumbs up that like button you know subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying it and while you're at it you know head on over to to blue water highways instagram facebook social media as well as their spotify or apple music and and listen to their music check it out tell me what you think and while you're at it you know once again, head on over to the podcast's Instagram page. Always would love to see you. I'm trying to get better at posting. I'm still terrible, and I apologize about that, but it will get better. And I'm excited for you guys to hear this one. So without further ado, let's just jump right on in. Thank you guys so much for, for joining me on the podcast, though. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. So I always like to, uh, you know, just quick start out with uh, introductions of yourselves. Tell us a little about, you know, each one of you and then and then we get to talk more in depth about the band and and obviously kind of the the backstory there. So perfect. So whoever wants to start. Uh sure, I'll start. Uh my name's Catherine. I've been in the band since it started in 2013. Um an interesting fact would probably be that this year I found myself tutoring a uh middle schooler in their virtual schooling and one of the subjects was math and i am terrible at math <laughs> well, we just learned together and i just act like oh yeah i really know this so there you go oh Thanks. i love that yeah yeah i definitely uh i can definitely um uh, you know understand where you're coming from there in terms of learning together <laughs> it's always a fun experience wow. let's just see what the teacher said again one more time if i don't understand it <laughs> love it uh, I'm Zach Kibido. Um Grew up with uh, this guy next to me, who will tell you his name in a minute. Uh, <laughs> down on the Gulf Coast of Texas, along Blue Water Highway, um, which one runs from um, Surfside to Galveston, Texas. Yeah, uh, where we get the name of the band from. So very nice. Um, kind of the lead singer, songwriter. Good so. deal. Oh yeah, we should get Catherine is vocalist yeah, and sing and play keyboards as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. should mention that. <laughs> it's always good to good to have that extra mention there. Yeah, my name is Greg uh, Greg Essington. Uh, yeah, as I said, grew up with him down the coast, and that's kind of where the the origin of the band name uh, came from. But uh, yeah, um, do multi instrumentalist stuff, um, some lead vocals, a couple songs, and. Awesome. Uh, uh, my other passion is fly fishing. Oh, nice, man. Awesome. I really, that's where, I really want to go to Utah and do some fishing. Sometime. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a really good fly fishing 
group here. I've I've heard a lot of things about it. Yeah, I haven't fished in Utah yet, but someday. He usually tries to fish basically everywhere we go. We've only played in Utah once, so we clearly need to get back. Yeah, yep. it's, it's a good place, you know? <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I'm Kyle. Uh, I play bass in the band. And uh, yeah, no, we need to get back to Utah uh, for sure. It's been been a while. Uh, I don't know. What can I say? I uh, uh, I love debate. How about that? Listen, Heck Brent, yeah. Say that. Kyle's a physicist uh, by night. <laughs> Wow. Nice. This is by degrees. I traveled in the dark, lonely streets yes. in search of you know, criminals and yeah. use my physics to break yeah, <laughs> them down. He was, a doc- he was a doctor of physics before we uh, changed, decided to change his mind and become a musician. Yeah. And I saw hey. the air in my way. Yeah. That's super cool, man. Well, wow, that's awesome. I, uh, Thank you for, for introducing yourselves. So, um, so which obviously, you know, Blue Water Highway, I, so I lived just, um, I was just outside of Houston for quite a few years, um, in a little town, well, smallish Missouri city, which is right outside of Sugarland. Um, yeah. so where are you guys, where are you guys from originally then out there? Oh, an hour South of Houston. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Lake Jackson. Oh, awesome, man. Jones Creek, Freeport. Yeah. Yeah. Surfside's where the highway is, so, you know, the the beach. Yeah. That whole Westport area, they call it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so I served a a service mission out there for a short time, um, a religious service mission. And uh, the furthest I went was was Friendswood and League City. So I was pretty close to where you guys were at. But... uh, Absolutely. Yeah. We've we played in Missouri City, haven't we? Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Kyle and Catherine are more or less from the from Austin. Yeah, we're both Austin born, which born is raised. rare these days, but yeah. Yeah. Austin's beautiful though. I mean, I I think all of Texas is beautiful. Honestly, I uh I miss it. We're we moved back here a couple years ago and I'm just like, man, I've been itching to get back to Texas and, and try and, you know. You know, especially with remote work, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of a possibility to uh, to live in Texas again. I would, I'd like that. <laughs> well, come on back. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so 2013, you guys started up the band. Um, you've been, I, I would, I would classify you as Americana slash um, more folk, less country, right? Is that kind of where you guys would would put yourselves in the in the categories? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so tell me some of the, the inspiration, some of the, the bands that, cause typically when it comes to, you know, starting, starting the process of being a musician, there's, there's typically, um, you know, that, that band or that, the, the show or whatever it was that, that inspired you guys to, to become musicians. So, so for each of you, what was it that really like kind of triggered in you that, that made you, you know, choose to, to over, over, turn going to down the physician route and or physics route and, uh, and, you know, be a musician. Cause that's a, that's a pretty drastic change. And, and so, uh, for each of you, what was, what was kind of that driving factor to be a musician? Uh, start with Kyle. Uh, well, I mean, so music is definitely a hobby for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, see your full-time career doing it. So I was just playing in bands while I was, uh, getting my degree, uh, in Austin, I played in a bunch of like kind of punk rock bands and just, nice. you know, Kind of getting out into the scene um and then uh you know 
joined with these guys right when they started. And it was just, again, something we were all kind of just doing. I think at the time, uh, the rest of them were actually teaching music lessons. And so oh. it was really just kind of a side, side gig slash just again, hobby. Yeah. And then really at some point we were like, man, we could really invest more of our time into this and, you know, make it become our full-time job. Yeah. And so yeah, the kind of the rest is history after that. We've just been doing it ever since, you know, just trying to tour nationally. I mean, since then we've managed to get to go, uh, uh, really all over the the country. We've been to, been to Europe. I mean, it's just been a, it's been a really awesome time just getting it. So I'm, I don't know. I mean, I can always go back, you know, later down yeah. the line. Well, yeah, I, I tell people this, I said like, usually what you hear is which, which option makes more sense. You know, you get, you, you play, uh, you, you go and teach physics for a while. And then maybe right when I'm like 50 or 60, I'll go be in a rock band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. That's, that's a little backwards. <laughs> Kind of my, my thinking. It's like I'll do this until like you know I don't know maybe my my fingers fall off and then I'm like well I can still use my brain and go teach physics nice. after thirty years in his rock band Albert Einstein developed the theory of relativity. <laughs> That's awesome. For me, uh, yeah, I mean I grew up uh, obviously all of us grew up playing music in some capacity and um, so it's always been a part of my life uh, since a young age. And Zach and I met in high school because of music, because of high school choir <laughs> class, nice, um, and musicals and things like that, that we did. Uh, but, uh, before we did the band, I was, uh, I was kind of teaching some kids at like summer camps and, and outdoor education camps. So I lived in the woods for like two years and Zach would send me songs and send him some songs and, and, uh, eventually it's like, ah, this is not, maybe uh, it's fun, but probably need to be doing some music. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. It was my, that moved up, moved into the Austin area. And that's when we started the band. That's awesome. So lived out in the woods, man. That's where you, you said you were just, was it like scout camps that you were, that you were handling and stuff? Yeah, it was, it's kind of like that. It was, uh, like, a like you said, religious mission it was a religious summer camp but then during the year that they had outdoor education programs they would teach we would teach all the fifth graders in like all the school districts you know they would come stay at camp for a night and teach them about the outdoors take them on hikes in the pitch black and you know teach them owl sounds and all kinds of crazy stuff that's fun man yeah i it's funny looking back man i i wish i appreciated a little bit more you know, cause I did, I did boy Scouts. I got my Eagle Scout and I just looking back, I wish I would have appreciated it more at the time, all the things that I could have learned and actually remembered and, and taken forward. But you know, that's awesome, man. That's really cool. It was fun. He's our outdoor guide. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so I came to being in this band in a somewhat strange route Catherine and I both did um mm-hmm. we studied opera together oh, that's where cool. we in San Marcos this little town south of Austin um there's Texas State University and uh yeah we were just we were full-blown opera thinking about that for a career but all, always writing songs and uh and then shortly before that I I uh I was working on a history degree but oh yeah cool. you know, big kind of one of my big interests and uh yeah then the band you know the band took off and i'm actually kyle when you were talking about um 
starting to play with this. I rem- I just remembered a conversation <laughs> we had, and I haven't thought about this in years, but I think I remember talking to Kyle at one point because we were having fun, you know, he, and uh, I think he finally realized he was like, oh, you want to do this for like a living? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, I'm not messing around. And it was, his, his response was so funny because it wasn't like, it was like, oh, well, that's awesome. And then, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like, oh man, I, I better go home and, you know, I got to go home and think about this. It wasn't that at all. It was like, oh yeah, well, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. That's so cool. I, the idea of it being a, a living is like a dream for so many people, right? Oh yeah. It, it really, yeah. just getting, just getting to that point. I mean, right. just, you know, no matter how. That's one of the reasons, you know, we're like, we count ourselves lucky for being in Texas. There's such a yeah good culture for live music here. Absolutely. So and there were countless bands in, in Austin that, you know, just playing the shows there that I feel like the only reason these guys ever played in bands uh, was just for the beer tickets. You know, <laughs> like what they were doing was equivalent to just going out to the bar with their friends, except they got in for free and got some free beer and had to play a show. Which is great. Which, which is, is totally great. valid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's do this. Especially so in awesome. college, right? Like. <laughs> But, yeah. th- but then, you know, then we were getting down to like, uh, oh, no, no, we got to make the, we got to make the drum sound this way. And this measure has got to be this way. And I was like, oh, okay, we're serious about the music. That's what we're in this for. You. Yeah. Among yeah. yeah I was going to say, yeah, the opera, opera thing is definitely unique for Zach and I. Um, but, and since we were, we were in school together, had the same voice teacher, we're in basically all the same classes. Um, Cause you mentioned the Ryan Adams thing that we podcast that we had done recently. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that was probably the first artist that kind of united us all as a band. Um, I think Kyle, I uh, know Greg, you introduced Zach to Ryan Adams, right? Pretty sure. So. And then in college, oh, he oh, was no, writing no. his it's, own songs. It's more complicated. Well, we'll just... <laughs> no, no, it's important. Greg, <laughs> Greg was, this girl was into Greg. This is how I ended drama. up dating, <laughs> but she was into Greg and Greg showed her Ryan Adams and she showed my girlfriend who was actually into Greg at the time. High school drop. Sorry. You know, now but anyway, so while he was writing songs in college, while we were doing opera, we were also like, we'd sing Ryan Adams songs together. And so then I started really liking Ryan Adams and then Kyle, I think you liked him on your own. Yeah. But so I it was kind was. of a, <laughs> at the start, at the start of our band, I would say he would be a, a reference that we, kind of all kind of circled around and now yeah. of course we have tons of references that we oh yeah we love um we, you know have a, a love of jazz that we all you know share and uh but also songwriter, good songwriters yeah. but also bands with you know any bands with great harmony or we just like all kinds of stuff we yeah. love like nowadays we love dawes we love the killers the killers joseph Really, when you started at asking, you know, are we Americana or, um, you know, folk or whatever, it's, it's interesting when you want to look at some of those bands we just uh, just named, even mm-hmm. right now, it's not, it's not simple. It's not, it's not sufficient to just say that he's country True. or either, right? It's more nuanced mm-hmm. the- or, or Dawes, you know, so whatever is all those kind of bands, that's the stuff we've somehow find interesting. I throw like, Counting Crows in there too. Oh yeah. You know, like there's so many bands that they're just sort of in this sort of uncanny valley between, you know, I call it rock and country. Genre. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Genres. Yeah. 
and that's not to say that there's some esoteric like uh you know art you know art band either it's just you just don't simply call them you know a rock band or simply call them a country band it's something something more i suppose oh absolutely yeah i honestly think that that's one of the like one of the most important things for a band is to not really get stuck i guess you know stuck quote unquote um being one thing because then it it kind of stifles a little bit of that creativity stifles a little bit of that opportunity to to expound and to to adapt to to something new um you know cuz originally you know i i listened to you guys' music and and uh one of my a band that i love um just from up the road from you guys is uh um Oh my goodness. I just, uh, green river ordinance. They're just right up from Fort worth. And, uh, and they were in that same boat where they, they did a lot of the, the folk Americana and they, they ended up kind of, um, going separate ways. Cause the, the lead singer was like, well, he, he kind of decided to start doing different types of music and he couldn't do it under the label of, of that band's name because it was a different style. And so I do think that that's a, a pretty important thing. Um, and I'm actually really curious though, with, uh, with the opera uh, background, because that's, that's something that I, I, you know, I've heard a lot of people going into to music production or into um, musical theory or whatever, but um, in terms of, of opera, can you expound? I, I'm, I haven't really ever really known much about like what opera opportunities and what opera really even is. So what was like, what was the goal with opera and, and how did you guys decide to say, I'm going to actually not pursue opera and I, cause obviously both ways are professional musicians. Um, but what made you switch from opera to, to being, um, you know, as a band, as opposed to, to being opera singers? Yeah. Well, first of all, we all have some level of like formal college music education. Um, oh, awesome. And ours, ours happened to be an opera, um, which was kind of the natural progression if you were a yeah, singer, I was going to say education. at least in yeah, at least in te- Texas also has a really good like strong like high school music like especially choir programs which we of course that's what we know um, but if you are really into music in high school and you want to go to college for music you're either going to be going to college for being a music teacher or opera there's not there's oh, more, okay. Broadway maybe Broadway or something like that but there's not really, yeah. So if you're doing classical music in any way in, vocal, in high school, you're going to be music. going, yeah, classical vocal music. You're going to be kind of going into opera. And so you kind of get funneled into that, but and not to say, I mean, I think we both intended. We loved it. We loved it. Yeah. yeah. At the time we were both, and we still love opera. Um, but maybe part of it was uh, coming out of that. Yeah. Coming out of that competitive, like you have, you do all state choir. You just, you try to be at the pinnacle of, you know, of singing. That is one of the attractions. It was like, Oh, I'm going to get trained up in something like, like yeah, a real that's, skill. That's yeah. one of the, the benefits that we always talk about. Like, you know, you learn the, the most technical form, way of singing benefits, all singing, you know, so yeah. you, healthy breathing techniques and you learn ways to create sounds and things that are healthy and things that aren't healthy. And that translates to all kinds of singing. It does. You know? Yeah. The technique does. Yeah. The style is hard. Yeah. yeah. Be very. You don't see a lot of opera singers um, really singing in other styles. Pulling so it off. Well. Sometimes but, it's a little. And it's not, cringy. yeah, it took a while. I think yeah. even for us to 
kind of find our stride with this style. But um, yeah, I, I don't know what it was other than I think. Well, I hate acting. So that was definitely part of it. <laughs> that was going to be it. And I don't think I was frankly had the chops. Ultimately, like uh, Catherine does sing opera, um, but I, I don't know if I had much of a chance of a career in it. Um, oh, okay. Maybe so. I mean, maybe, maybe a certain very small niche yeah, type think, of opera, but uh, it just kind of got to where I, I, I don't know. I you mean, always felt like you were, you were like running a marathon. You couldn't like, you were like, you always yeah. talked about how much, how tired it made it you. It was hard work for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there was something fulfilling too about, um, and one thing we did get from opera is we love interpreting, you know, other people's songs that they've written some of the best songs ever, you know, in, yeah, that's the, that's the, I would say I would agree because, you know, in opera, you're always singing somebody else's music. Yeah. Unless you're also a composer, you are, quote, covering a song. Yeah. And so, you know, I think nowadays, especially people can get so like, oh, did you write that song? And did they write that song? It's like, well, yeah, sometimes we do. And also yeah. other good songs have been written that we like to sing as well. Yeah. yeah. We're not about it being original. I mean, that yeah. being said, though, there is something about like picking having the freedom to pick what songs you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's a huge, a huge thing for me. It was kind of like, well, I want to have control over that. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily want to be beholden to whatever show is going on. And if I can get work for that show, it's kind of like, I want to own show, you know, I want to have some control over um, some freedom about like what I get to play. Yeah. That's certainly part of it. But yeah. It, it shift. It was like, all right, yeah. well, but it also, you know, it influences our music in some ways too. Specifically on this record, we have a song called Funny Man. I don't know if you've um, yeah. listened to that. But that one specifically has some some themes or themes based off of um, an opera that is called Pagliacci, which is about a clown. And so it's kind of, oh, cool. you, you would have to know, you know, if you know that, then you know that it's influenced by opera, you know. So that's Interesting. Cool. That is really but, cool. Man, that's like I said, I, I don't know that I had ever really talked to anyone who was going that route. So that's really fascinating to me because, um, really there's so many different, so many different avenues for talented musicians and there's uh, a lot of ways to succeed and a lot of ways to fail. Um, but one of the things that I, I'm very curious about is how you guys were able to, to make the transition from, Hey, you know, actually we really like the technical stuff, we are starting to look more into the band, you know, our music is, is good enough and, and we're ready to make that leap. How did you guys make that leap from, you know, kind of local home band there and, and transition to making it an actual career? What was, what was kind of the process for you guys to, to make that happen? Well, you know, like most things like this, you kind of just fall into it. (laughs) (laughs) by doing something like so you know when you're starting out anything especially something as complicated as like a music career you uh you 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 know you're mostly doing a lot of things yourself and you just kind of look around and say what do we need you know what do we need to do well we need to have an album we need to you know get on the radio we need to um uh, have some some press written about us or you know you know we kind of look around and and you you just make some steps towards that and and so you know, a lot of it was, was just trying to make albums, trying to, uh, um, figure out how to navigate the, the music industry. Uh, 
And then as we started playing shows locally, you know, we were approached by people like a booking agent and, you know, manager and who had seen a video that we had made on our own, you know, or, or, or paid. We actually fundraised a lot for our first album from, um, a lot of the hometown, uh, fans that Zach and I had in, in oh, that's like, awesome. ja- like Jackson area. So a lot of the kind of early things that we did with our albums and, and the videos we made and stuff, um, came, uh, came from, from a lot of our hometown crowd, uh, supporting it. And, uh, and so, yeah, so eventually, you know, make, just make the best things that you can and happen to get noticed by, you know, agent and manager and things like that, that wanted to help. And, and, and also I was going to say, you know, at some point it was like, well, the, our band can't continue growing if we have to keep turning gigs down because we have to, you know, teach or we have, yeah. uh, you know, I was teaching at a university and it was like, it's, there's this like and you can't do one while you're doing the other at some point. And so it was just kind of like, well, we just got to do it. You know, it just wasn't ever like, oh, this is super easy. Let's just <laughs> make the band our full-time job. It's like, well, we got to do it. Now it is. And we got to make it work. Yeah. You just got to take that leap. We had, we had the, we had people that were helping us, you know, making, yeah, absolutely. taking that leap, you know, pushing us towards that leap. Yeah. That, you know, that's the, the right people to help you. <laughs> with your music career i think is one of the most you know important things that you know and you don't always get it right the first time you you might have to find different people or you know yeah so was it were you when you say the right people are you saying you know the right contacts or are you talking like the right mentors when it comes to to the right people who are helping you both of those things okay right you know the right contacts with the right connections um and you know in most of people that believe in you yeah in combination with the right fit for what you know what you want to do if they're on kind of on board with that or right personality fit all all, all that that's cool so uh i i want to kind of pivot here i want to first off congratulate you guys on the on the brand new release um the the album's fantastic i i've been listening to it and enjoying it a lot and, uh, you know, I try to I try to basically, um, you know, go through and and listen to the music prior to the interview. So that way I'm I'm prepared that way. Um, and uh, I wanted to talk just a little bit. At, you know, um, one of the things that I that I really like about about what you guys have done is there's like a cohesive feel to all of your videos. Um, I feel like it, it tells a really good story along with the with the songs and obviously Paper Airplane. Um, you know, the, the video there, uh, was a really, I thought it was a really touching story, you know, uh, the little girl and her dad. And, um, did you guys come up with that or did you kind of, um, cause I know I read a little bit about kind of the, this new album in terms of the, the process to get it out. There was a little different than the first one. So I, I kind of want to jump into, to all of those things, but I guess to start with that, that video and the song paper airplanes. Um, what, what was the inspiration for the video and, and for the song there? So I'm going to pitch this over to Kyle. Um, but you know, I, I want to, you know, throw praises his way first cause he's not going to do it himself. The <laughs> uh, once the pandemic hit, we had to kind of tighten the belt, you know, the shows went away. And so we had to figure out how to make stuff on a shoestring budget. And so he, uh, we, we bought some gear and, 
learned some new skills and he has become our, our filmmaker. So he's been making a lot of making or, and or editing a lot of the videos that we've had coming out. That's awesome. I think all of them, right. Except for, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Except for the all will be well lyric video. He's made everything we put out, made everything we put out. So, um, we kind of brainstorm it as a band and, and he'll kind of, he's always testing out things to see if, you know, they work and, and learning as he goes. And it's been just, kind of a task that's been delegated to him that he he's picked up and run with, but, uh, that's a yeah, big anyway. responsibility. <laughs> that's awesome, man. We're still making videos. I, what's been exciting about the process is it's, it's just an extension of the art that you've already made. Right. Yeah. Like if you make, you know, so Zach writes a song, let's say, you know, he has a basic chord structure, lyrics and melody. And then we, as a band kind of, we, we extend off of that and make an arrangement. Right. And so these videos are just another extension after that, you know, and so you can do some really cool things like with the visual aesthetic now, you know, how can we visually make that song? And so that's, what's really exciting about it. And, you know, we, we're not all filmmakers. I, I wouldn't even say I'm necessarily a filmmaker, but we're all kind of having fun, you know, putting on the filmmaker hat and seeing what it's like. I, I, I have to tell you a little bit about the paper airplane story though, because I think it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, obviously we we're making what we could. And, uh, but with that one, uh, we were thinking, man, we really need to, you know, maybe contact a, you know, a more professional filmmaker for this. So Zach had reached out to, uh, a guy who had done our, uh, medicine man music video a long time ago, just to, you know, get the conversation going with it. And Zach, you can probably tell the story better, but basically, uh, after explaining to, uh, this guy's name is Jeff Ray. Um, He's awesome. Yeah. He's He's out of Austin. And, uh, he, uh, after explained to him kind of just the concepts of the record and what we were interested in, he goes into this whole story about this footage that he has. And, uh, I know what you can probably comment a little more about it. Yeah. So he had this years old footage, um, you know, a few years old sitting up on his shelf and he's like, I, you know, I made it for this band, um, who are friends of ours, who are friends of ours. And, uh, they didn't, you know, he's still friends with them, but it just didn't work out. Like they wanted a different video. video, went in a yeah. different direction. He says yeah, the only yeah. time, but, it, and it was kind of a, it was a story that was tailor made to fit their video and shots that were made to fit their video. And he said, I, I don't know if it'll work, but, uh, but it really does seem to fit all the themes that you're talking about in your album like way you better. Could, he's like, I think you could maybe re-edit it. Yeah. Re-edit it. Re. So, so you know, what we really had was a very unique opportunity of a, a movie that we got to re-edit. Extremely high quality. Awesome. Use footage that wasn't some footage, delete some footage that was used and use that wasn't originally in that. He just had hours and hours of footage. Yeah. And so we combed through it and Kyle edited a story that fit ours from that existing footage. Um, and so that's a, I don't know what kind of art that is, but that's a whole different sort of ball game. <laughs> so yeah. filmed by somebody else, found for something else and re it's like found me. That's, yeah, that's found, found movie. Found movie yeah. It's a great, that's a great example of, you know, when you, when you watch a movie and you're trying to figure out what, you know, what does the director do? What does the producer do? What does the editor do? Well, I literally was the editor for that. Yeah. You know, Jeff was, was captured by, by Jeff. And so it was, it was really cool to kind of, okay, I literally can see what my task is now, you know, because all our other projects we're filming it. Sometimes we're the actors or, or at least we're just characters in the, in the story. And, uh, but here what, you know, I'm just editing it, but it was, a, it was a blast to make because the yeah. footage incredible. And 
got to make it our own with the process, but, but yeah, no, we're super thankful for that opportunity. And, um, yeah. And thank you for, for watching that. And yeah, well, that's really, that's a cool story. Cause that's like, like that's, that's something that, that I've grown to appreciate is the, is the, cause like you said, it's an extension of the music, right? There's so much, um, there's so much about music that I think um, can be overlooked or just kind of taken for granted. And uh, you know, s- the storytelling portion is, is something that that's magical because it's, it's telling a story that can be interpreted in a hundred different ways and uh, probably more than that, obviously. But, uh, but even just like with the, with the music video, I, I don't know. Cause the, the song was already a really, you know, really just kind of fanciful song to me just very magical you know and so you hear that you have this story to go along with it that you guys edited together and i think it's really cool um what you were able to accomplish with that and uh and like i said i want to also kind of jump to to a little bit like i i read just a you know a snippet um that was talking about how the process for writing and and uh preparing this album was a little bit more arduous, a little bit more, um, I guess as a band, you guys had, had come to a point where, um, where things were, weren't falling into place like they had in the past. So you guys want to, I wanted to see if you guys would expound on that and kind of explain a little bit more about what was going on and what was different about writing this album versus, versus albums in the past. Oh yeah. So, you know, one of the themes of this album is how to, you know, Different perspectives between ch- childhood and adulthood, or, or uh, you know, that song specifically, like um, wrestling with how to dream as an adult. Um, uh-huh. and when you, you grow up, um, you know, it's like you get a family, you get a, you know, rent. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you know, it's you have all these responsibilities, and if you've chosen to make music your career, then you 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 know, you also wrestle with you actually can't just, you can't not market your stuff. Like you have to learn how to do that. But, but we also very much care about having um, music with substance uh, and depth. And, you know, it's not just all kind of like bubblegum stomp clap stuff that, you know, nothing, nothing wrong with just something that you can dance to, but we like that plus something like it's gotta be like a little bit more substantive and a wide variety of stuff. Uh, but once you get into labels and management, you know, the deeper we go into that world, like it, it, it can sometimes be like something that really stifles creativity or you lose direction. Like um, it's hard to balance like when to listen to the critic and, and when not, and like just when to just make something. And I think yeah. we had gotten ourselves tangled up in just all of these knots about, you know, about, uh, just just juggling all that 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 it it just kind of dried up everything like no, nothing worked the machine ground to a halt you know mm-hmm. and uh and it was at that point that i kind of had i went back to some songs that we had that we had written year you know years before because some a lot of these songs including that one not all of them yeah but, half of these songs are like six years old yeah oh, they're, they're old. And, and that's not uncommon sometimes for artists to kind of keep a song in a bank and then it, you know, it ends up on, on another record. Uh, yeah. but maybe it's less common for this many songs to have been kind of kept in the bank, um, until it was the right time. But, you know, I found kind of, uh, 
a younger, potentially less jaded um, self sort of speaking, you know, yeah. through, through some of those songs, um, through a song Greg and I had written together, uh, Paper Airplanes. And it was like, you know, find a way to fly, feet on the ground. It was kind of like, okay, well, be responsible, but that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, dream. You got to stretch out in both directions. Like, you know, you got to figure out, you, you can, you can dream. And you can still be responsible. You can do both of those things. Not easy. Yeah. You got to figure out, you got to figure, you got to find a way. And, uh, and it's the balancing of those things. That really, that really gave up, you know, jump start to everything. Yeah. So like, Plus I think there were all songs, the ones that were the older songs were all songs that I think all of us had really loved. And for a multi, you know, multiple reasons, we went a different direction with our second full length record, length record. But when, you know, Zach went back to that one, we're all like, yeah, let's do it. Because we all loved those songs, you know, before. So yeah. we were ready to write we, some more in that direction. Yeah, we wrote more in that direction. And uh, it just psh, took and ran with it. And it was the thing that kind of gave us all a new uh, sense of, I think, a lot of freedom and independence um, that, that was different Excitement. from our situation before. Yeah. Uh, a lot of hope. So that's really yeah. cool. So just as a uh, as a follow up to that, I I'm kind of reading between the lines, but it almost feels like it was a reminder to yourselves of of what kind of got it started, because it sounds like, you know, six years ago, that means it's right at, you know, right as as things are really ramping up for you. It sounds like um, when you guys were really starting to grow as a band and um, and uh, really making this, you know, taking off and, and going full time with it. Um, so was it kind of a, a reminder and kind of a um, rem, almost reminiscent for you to uh, to have those old songs and, and bring them back now and, and record those? Definitely for me. I mean, uh, I do remember, uh, for example, there's a song on the record called Me and the Electric Man. I remember like there was it was that one and probably a few others that oh God, years ago we were jamming like had these demos that Zach had and we were like trying to turn them into full band tunes. And this is before heartbreak city came out, I think. And we were just, we really, we were just trying to see, you know, what excitement comes from this. Cause you know, that's how songs start. Sometimes you, I mean, we have countless songs that we've kind of had in that, that nascent stage. And then we didn't, you know, they're still there or they turned into something else or, or whatever. That's just how I think a lot of it goes. But eventually we, we decided to, okay, yeah, these are good, but you know, let's maybe just, put that on the back burner and try yeah. some of the stuff. And then that's where heartbreak city came about, you know, and it's just a process, I think, but it's super cool to go back to songs that we, you know, well, yeah, I was going to say, I think they felt more like us, like to me, at least to me, they felt more like songs that, that were really, truly like us okay. or in finding more of the, you know, with every new album, a band makes you're finding more of yourself, but it kind of felt like, not that we don't love heartbreak city. We do, but it kind of felt like we were being pushed from the outside to kind of go in a direction. And then we came back to these songs. It was like, okay, now we're, we're really going in, in more of an us direction kind of thing. Yeah. But, but I will say that there's something really cool about the way things turn out. Yeah. Um, I agree. You know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have traded that experience. Like I, it, you know, like that was hard to go through, but, I'm glad we made this album when we did because it would not have been as good. You know, yeah. I don't think it would be as good. I think we learned a lot of lessons from that and it came out right when it was supposed to. And, uh, or at least 
a different, a different line on the map was drawn and other blessings were added to that, uh, that came from in a strange way, I guess you learned. It, it, the, the way the album came about actually matches the themes in itself mm-hmm. because it talks about these two perspectives sort of young and old and, and the album sort of is comprised of young and old tunes, but tunes that were, you know, older tunes that we ended up rehashing. So it's, there's a, you know, it reminds me of when you were talking about the Zach, uh, I think it's a Jack White's first solo record. He got kind of cheeky and credited uh, two songwriters in one of the tunes. One was Jack White and the other was Jack White from like 19 whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He, I haven't he, thought of that. He made an like, argument that like, I'm not the same person I was back then. There right, are two so songwriters on. There's me and then there's this other guy that's me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it's, again, two perspectives. That's you know. funny. It's really good. That's great. Yeah, that's true. I, I, uh, you know, that's one of the most fun things. I, uh, I like to make just quick, like little vlogs for my family, just little, you know, videos for a while I was doing it pretty consistently and it's really fun looking back and, and seeing, you know, cause I, I've got two little sons and seeing when he's, you know, when my oldest is really young and, and just like seeing him grow and learn. And so, yeah, that is really awesome because now looking at myself, I'm like, yeah, I've, I've changed significantly. I'm a very different person. Not that like the, the, the core root of me is still the same, but, but ultimately like the, the person who I've become has grown from the, the mistakes I made and learned from the good things and the bad things. And, uh, and for you guys, like as a, as a band, what were some of the, like, what, what have been some of the lessons that have, have really stood out to you? as, as you've gone through this journey and now as you've obviously, um, had that lesson with this new album and, and bringing back some of the old and, and seeing who you were and in songs and, and bringing those to, to now, what were some of the lessons that you've learned through that, that whole process? I mean, there's countless lessons that, uh, the road will definitely teach you some, some are, are, harder to take than others. Um, so being on tour, I mean, I'm just zooming in on, on touring. Yeah. Our, uh, I mean, yeah, we, we, we're super thankful for all of our fans that we've, we've, uh, you know, built over the years, but it didn't start that way. We played countless rooms, you know, jam packed with people and like, why are you here? Like, how do you know our music? It's just so awesome. We yeah. That no one's at. <laughs> You know, and, you know, it's not so simple to just keep playing the empty room and watch them trickle in. You know, there's a thousand things you're trying. I mean, we talk about this all the time. Like, you know, is it, do we need to make, like, like that, uh, Greg was talking about making, you know, what, um, that medicine man video, you know, is, is that what got us a manager? So is the lesson there make videos? Cause that gets you a, a manager. I don't know if that's the lesson, but I think the general lesson is keep doing it. Maybe <laughs> everything. And just try to be wise as much as you can. Like, you know, be critical of what you did, but don't, don't like, don't lose your head over it either. Like you're going to play empty rooms. You're going to make bad decisions, but at the end of the day, it's always a flip of a coin you're doing and just keep trying to flip that coin and maybe it'll, it'll get on the side you want. Yeah. So it's kind of a, yeah. Constantly refining every aspect of what you're doing, whether that's, you know, writing the songs, recording the songs, you know, playing shows, working up your set. Um, and then even, you know, the people you have on your team, you know, to, that are 
doing more business stuff, like refining, finding what you do as an organization, like all that. Uh, I think those are making sure you're surrounding yourself with people that have your best interest and that have the, you know, like you're on a path, all on a path together, going the same direction. And yeah. I, I was going to say, there's something in that book. There's a venue we play in, in Texas, in Tomball that like has a book that artists write things down in, you know, and I was looking through it one time and I forget who, what it, exactly the quote was, but it was something like something about artists being thankful for the place they are now because you wish like the you from three years ago would it, it being, it's very hard to, once you accomplish something that seems unattainable, you immediately are like, okay, I've done that. Now there's the next thing that I haven't done yet. Yep. It's hard to be, to see the things that you have done and gone and like, oh, you know, we tell of like where you are. Yeah. You know, you we tell somebody, Oh yeah, you, you know, I'm in a band and automatically, Whoa, that's the coolest thing they've ever heard. It's always, <laughs> you know, whenever you hear somebody's job, you think that's cool, but to them, it's just, it's a, it's also a job, but we, we forget sometimes it's easy to forget how lucky we are for what we do, but we're reminded often as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I don't know if you've um, have ever read or, or heard of uh, Sean Aker. He uh, he's a happiness psychologist is what he does. He's a psychologist at Harvard and uh, a book he wrote was called the happiness advantage. And one of the things he talks about is um, one of the biggest reasons for people being disappointed or, or sad um, with where they're at in life is because they constantly move that goalpost, right? They, they, they set a goal and then they reach it and they say, okay, what's next? And they, they don't actually celebrate the victory of getting the, the accomplishment that they had. And I, I think it's really cool that, you know, that you maintain that perspective because even now I like the, the opportunity I have to even talk to bands is just super, super humbling for me. Cause I'm like, this is, I, I'm, I wasn't good enough to be a musician, but I love music and I share music all the time. I'm constantly like, that's my life. And, uh, and so the idea of being able to do this, it's one of those things, you know, you maintain that perspective and it really does, it does make it a lot cooler in my opinion. <laughs> and so uh, I think that's really magical. That's a really good lesson to learn and good lesson for, especially for younger bands who are, who are kind of trying to tread these waters that you guys are have you know kind of gone through and and learned from you know these bands who are starting out fresh that's a good thing to remember like that perspective i think that's awesome oh yeah and and we've grown so much you know as a team and as like brothers and sisters friends you know yeah. and uh and that's that's a huge blessing too uh and yeah that that ability to like stop smell the roses every now and then you know while continuing to find a balance to continue to push forward. We were talking about that the other day. Catherine was like, I think we should have a party. (laughs) We should have a party. And it's like not your album release party necessarily. It's not the same thing. Like that's, that's that thing, but we need to have like a, we need to have something where we don't work tonight. We're having a party where we're just going, Hey, we've made this album. We're happy about it. Let's just like do that. Let's focus on that for a little bit. Yeah. We'll let you know if that happened. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, that's, that's true. That's an important thing to, to kind of allow yourself. Cause this is the, the other thing that I'm, I'm always fascinated by is, is 
it can, I, I'd imagine, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I'd imagine it could be, it can be easy, uh, to, to potentially start taking for granted the people who are around you, the talent that you're surrounded by and the hard work that other people are putting in. And, and I feel like as a team, um, where you guys are at, you know, I, I'd imagine that you're, you're always better working together on things. And, and for you guys, what is it that, that has made it, um, cause you know, obviously the way you said it, your family, your friends, but it's, it's, it's more than just, you know, making a song. It's, it's who you are. Um, so for you guys, what is it that, that you did or, or how did it happen that, that made it so everything has continued to work for as long as it's worked? Uh, uh, okay. I'm going to answer that question, but I have to say this first, cause Kyle and I were talking about this the other day. We're just like, just, just talking about random nonsense. And he's like, <laughs> what would you do if you weren't in the band anymore? You know, what would you do? I was like, okay, I don't know. I'd probably write some more songs and <laughs> I, you know, I'd want to go out and sing them. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you come playing with me. <laughs> <laughs> Of course we do. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> well, no, honestly, that's that's actually a pretty a pretty solid answer. Is the the fact that it's it's just kind of it sounds like it's just who you guys are, who you like as a as a group, just who you are, and it sounds like the the direction that you guys are going, you you all have the same perspective. Um, but is that what really has has made it successful? Like, what has made it so you guys? have not had any sort of issues that have slowed you down or broken things up and messed things up. Like what, what is it that you guys have done? That's, that's just made it successful for you. I think so. Well, I was going to say, I think there's multiple things. I think one is just time, you know, like we've, we've known each other for so long, especially, you know, Zach and Greg since high school and Mm -hmm. we're, few years out of high school at this point. Yeah. Well, I was going to say us not too long after that. Yeah. yeah. We met when we were 2006. So, it's been a long time. So it's more, it's, it's, we're more like, I mean, I think everybody would be after this long being together so often, we're more like a family and Mm -hmm. in a way that's so good for a band too, because we're able to be honest with the things we do or don't like. And so, you know, it happens so often, you know, even in the studio or whatever, where somebody plays something that, you know, not in the band, you're like, I don't know if I really like that. And, (laughs) But you don't feel like you can say it as openly, but with each yeah. other, we're, we can be like, yeah, I don't like that. Or ah, I like that or, you know, whatever. But also we are able to like, we can speak freely with each other about things. We can discuss topics. We have arguments about whatever, or we'll discuss the, you know, hot button issues of the day on the 15 hour van rides from Salt Lake city to the next town or whatever. <laughs> And so it's all those, it's the shared experiences and the, you know, similar worldviews and time spent that allow us to be able to function so well Absolutely. as a band. We've been through it a lot. Yeah. We learn how to communicate. Half yeah. the battle of music is just keeping on, you know, keep on trucking, keeping, uh, just being able to keep on doing it mm-hmm. and, uh, going this, you know, going the same direction, uh, 
the other half is also really hard figuring it all out, but if you just keep, <laughs> just keep going in the same direction yeah. all together, then, you know, that, that does wonders. I think that might've been one of the big realizations we all had at one point. And it's, you know, in various facets of, of being in a band, we figured this out. Uh, I think you just have to keep playing. You just have to keep doing it. Uh, what was some, there was this countless bands we started looking into and it's like, whoa, they've been together for like 15 years and you, you just hearing about them or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, dozens of bands that we'd like, Oh, and we're thinking that, but from our perception, it's like this band just jumped on the scene and now they're huge, but really, no, you're just now hearing about them. They've been, you know, having tires blow out for 15 years. They've been, you know, driving all over the country to play to empty rooms for years. You know, they have their fair share of, you know, tour horror stories. Mm-hmm. And there's so many bands that they had that one blowout and then the band broke up afterwards because that was the last straw or whatever. And so I think it's about having patience with it too, but you just keep, keep going and try to, I don't know, just take it one step at a time and not like lose your head over it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that's exactly like, that's, that's the reason I asked the question. Um, was because of what you just said, you know, it's like, there are a lot of times where I find a band who I've discovered has been making music for years and years and years and years. And if they weren't willing to, to work past and work through a lot of those things, I may have never found their music and whatever, you know, in terms of the inspiration or the, the memories I have with their music, whatever it is. Um, and, uh, and I feel like, you know, there's, there's a chemistry that I can obviously, that I can tell with you guys is, um, you know, there's, there's a chemistry there. It, it, it shows in the music, it shows in, in the creativity, it shows in the way you guys talk with one another and, and respect one another. And, and, uh, I think it's, it's something that, um, for me, I, it just, it stands out. And so I, I that's why I was curious. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as kind of just the the conclusion here, I uh, I always like to to end my podcasts with just random trivial questions um, about you guys as a band. But before we do that, I want to make sure that you guys are able to you know look in look at the people and and tell them what's going on, tell them what you've got. You know, obviously with the the new new record and everything. Um, so real quick, you know, just tell everyone what you've got going on, and and then we'll jump into that that little conclusion. Yeah, we just released um, our third full-length album, Paper Airplanes. Um, came out March 12th, everywhere uh, music is found. So it was Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube, and all those places. You can look us up online, bluewaterhighwayband.com. Follow us on the socials at bluewaterhwy. Awesome. Come see us come see play us a, a show, show if you're if you're yeah find it find, if we're if in your a state's town open you. <laughs> and we can come to it we yeah. probably will be there awesome. some point this year. year yeah and I'd like to add also with that uh, we always you know have people that I can't tell you how many times we've like read a comment like someone says come to Philly come to San Diego and we really do take that to heart yeah we we literally go and tell our booking agent hey there's people saying to come to those cities you know and so and just. People don't be afraid to, if you like the music, talk to us, you know, we're people too, you know, you can comment with us and we'll comment back. We want to, want to hear about you. You want to hear, you know, where we should go next and how the music resonates with you. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. I think that, you know, 
as a listener, as a fan of music, that's that's always really fun for me when when the bands reach back out. And so uh, so definitely be sure to uh, to hit them up. Um, all right. So, like I said, it, do you guys still have a few extra minutes? Yeah. yeah. Okay, perfect. I just wanted to make sure I'm not I'm not eating into your time. Um, but uh, first question this this question. I, I always tell people it's it's because of my my own sugar addiction. Um, and so favorite candy. What's your guys's favorite candy? I have a favorite candy. Go. Werther's original. All those like toffees that like grandma and grandpa always had. <laughs> grandpa candies. Catherine's hey. a grandpa. Yeah. Grandpa. What can I say? The caramels. Oh, so good. Okay. That's solid. I still love those things. Whenever I, whenever I see them, I typically will like grab one and eat it, but I don't, I don't know that I've ever actively went out and bought them. So <laughs> I'm a big fan of hot tamales myself. Oh, nice. I know he said candy. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all got a favorite? Uh, okay. It's like hot tamales, but it's different. Good and plenty. Mike and I. Oh, yeah. Mike and oh, I, yeah. dude. Mike and Ike's. See, yeah, I like, good. I love Mike and Ike's. The fruity candies, man. They're so good. Is it really? Well, I mean, licorice. Oh, yeah. Okay. I do. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Man, I, I might be a bummer. I'm not a big fan of, of Candy. Oh come on! I know but, but those no, no, candy no. apple things. No, hold on. There's a there's a thing a friend of mine told me once. He said because uh, I would always want to answer like something chocolatey, but someone says, "Oh no, chocolate's food. Candy's candy." <laughs> oh, <laughs> I I consider chocolate to be candy. So <laughs> working with that, then Reese's peanut Chocolate's butter cup. Hey. All the- <laughs> hey, for Kyle, anything with peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter, butter on true. a shoe yeah. is his favorite. <laughs> nice. I love that. Awesome. All right. Next question. Favorite movie. And I know it's kind of a tough one. So if you can't come up with number one, you know, your top few movies. Oh, man. Go ahead, Greg. Okay. I mean, I'm a basic fly fishing guy here. So uh, did you say basic fly yeah. fishing guy? <laughs> yeah, so basic. Everybody it is <laughs> so basic. <laughs> uh, uh, a river runs through it. Okay, very nice. Uh, watch that movie and you will understand Greg. <laughs> as well as you understand the movie, that is. Which is you know, it's, there's <laughs> depths. Uh, my favorite movie is uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, like very Christmas. nice. Ooh. Yeah, I, mean, I think that would have to be it. I mean, that movie is absolutely timeless. So, makes sense. I, it would be much easier for me to find a favorite TV show, but movie, I really like the movie called The Fall that has Lee Pace in it. It's a movie not many people know about, but it's just so artistic. It's a great movie. It's not yeah. super famous. It's a great movie. Have you seen that movie, Greg? No. Oh, know. man. The Fall. It's an incredible okay. movie. Not many people have seen it. What's, so I'm going to go with The Fall. What's it about? <sighs> it's hard to explain. Oh, okay. Sorry, oh, it's a stuntman gets injured, and then when he's in the hospital, he befriends a little girl and tells her this tale. And as he's telling her the tale, it's kind of it's got great cinematography. But it's been it was shot all over the world. Like they went to Bali, they went to I mean, it's incredible. Sounds awesome. Yeah, Bride, Big Fridge, and the the soundtrack is a lot of Beethoven. It's it's just Uh, such a cool movie. Awesome. Where where can like is it on any of the streaming platforms? 
I would imagine you'd have to go like rent it on Amazon Prime or something. That's fine. That's pretty cheap I usually. I have but I haven't seen it. No, I've never seen it. I don't think it's on Netflix. But it's seriously, it's a great, I mean, it's a very artistic, I mean, yes, great movie. It's a great movie. That's awesome. Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with uh, pretty much anything from the Christopher Nolan Batman series. Yes. I would struggle to pick one. I'd probably say uh, the dark Knight. Um, this is different than just saying I like superhero movies. Uh, I would oh, very say, different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do like superhero movies. There's, a, there's tons of candidates that are solid in the, in the, the Marvel, you know, world, mm-hmm. but those movies are just every aspect, great acting, great cinematography, great writing, uh, and, and a good like homage to the, you know, the source material while being completely original mm-hmm. and being great commentaries on so much. I mean, there's, you could talk for days about those movies in multiple aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really wonderful stuff. Yeah. I mean, pretty much, pretty much anything that he makes is, uh, is phenomenal. But yeah, I, I recall watching Batman Begins for the first time and I was just like, what the heck? That is freaking amazing. That movie was phenomenal and it just went, it got better and better. You know, that's awesome. All right. Bad about it. It would have to be that grumbly, um, Christian Bale. Yeah. That voice. I don't, I am Batman. I don't that's great. Where is she? <laughs> well, that's a pretty good question. <laughs> All right. Last question here for you guys. Uh, favorite concert that you've attended that is not your own. Whoa. Uh, I saw, I saw the, uh, you two, um, the one of the YouTube shows, what was it called? With the 360 stage. Um, dang, what was that tour called? I'm blanking, but it was like 2007, maybe 2008. Anyway, in uh, in uh, an old giant stadium in in well, New, York, New Jersey, New York City. But anyway, that was probably one of, one of my favorite shows that I've seen. Nice. Uh, mine would have to be a toss up between seeing, oh, like Billy Joel and Elton John together. They did, they toured together for years. Um, and that was incredible. Or, uh, Tom Petty saw his last, one of his last shows. Oh man. Lucky. That was pretty awesome. That's mine. Kyle, can you go first? (laughs) I mean, it's tough, as you know, because so I'm a big fan of multiple styles of music. So yeah. compared to sort of odd, um, but I'll just name two moments. In general, Queens of Stone Age is one of the best shows I've seen. Um, it's incredible how loud that band can be, but have such a phenomenal live mix. That's like, awesome. Lord by that. They had these killer set design and it's just a rock band. You wouldn't think that they would do all that. Uh, so that's just one that comes to mind, but point out actually uh i saw michael buble at the uh irwin center in austin forever ago and that guy is actually really incredible yeah to see he did a he did a moment that i I would remark about where he cut the band off completely at this and and dropped the mic and everyone quiets down and he sings the final uh chorus not you know acapella but with no uh amplification and it was just such a powerful moment. I get hairs on the back of my neck every time I even tell the story yeah. just because it was an incredible thing. So 
Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, anyone who's a Queens of Stone Age fan is like Michael Bublé. <laughs> Queens of the what? You know, so <laughs> cool. drop the mic and just a straight up sing, like yeah, after impressive. being a big band show. And it's a giant place to yeah, do that. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. My wife, my wife saw, um, so she said it's a toss up between when she saw Michael Bublé and when she saw Josh Groban. She said that they were both extremely phenomenal shows. And uh, and so, yeah, she said Michael Bublé is the same, if not better than when he's on his CD. And I was like, that's pretty darn impressive. <laughs> OK, I have to go with a toss up as well. And I was trying not to, but I kind of have to. No, it's fine. My would be Justin Timberlake. I saw his. 2020 experience twice and if for no other reason then it was a three hour long show Holy. that he performed the whole time singing and dancing you can tell he's singing live the show was incredible his band was incredible the thing I, I really liked about it was that he you know you go see big pop stars and a lot of times it's like the band's behind the screen and they're just out there dancing but he really made it a point to bring his band to the forefront and like show what incredible musicians that he had playing with him, um, yeah. which was really cool. Um, and then the other one is there's, I kind of had a moment that I feel like sometimes we're lucky that people have with us where I found a band that I really like, um, especially really like their first record. The, the band is called Penny and Sparrow and they're from Austin and I found this record and I became obsessed with it. And I listened to the whole thing constantly. And then they, they played a show in a small little club in San Antonio. And I went to go see it and they played basically every song off that record. And it was just one of those magical experiences. Cause this record you had fallen in love with, you were there in a small little place watching them play every song. And it was just incredible. That's so, so cool. I've actually heard them and they are very, very talented. I, uh, yeah. I'm a big fan of their sound. I, I, can't, too. I can't remember when it was that I first heard them, but definitely uh, that'd be amazing. All right. I know I said that was the last one, but this one really is the last one. Is there any gas station that compares to Bucky's? I, I, I just. <laughs> well, no, no, no. 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 Except, In general. Except, except, except pilot. Maybe. Yes. And the re have a reason for that. We love Bucky's as native Texans, especially oh, yeah. these two. Because started it started in their hometown. That's yeah. a little bit of trivia. I remember um, driving through it on my way to Galveston, taking Highway 6, right? Isn't that the original one? It's uh, might be one of them, yeah. The original one's Except down one in Lake Jackson. Oh, okay. Uh, there is one, yeah. There's a couple around that area. But oh, okay. we have a special fondness for Pilot because they have bean-to-cup coffee. And so we're all big coffee drinkers. And it's the place anywhere in the country that you can go and push a button and get fresh ground coffee at any time of day or night. And they're everywhere. And they're the everywhere. Country. Yeah. And we tagged them enough on Instagram that they sent us some gift cards one time. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Quality organization there. Yeah. So that's actually a funny point. We have a song on our new record called goodbye, John. that talks about our sound guy um, and how he, he moved to Nashville and the chorus line is take me to the pilot, which is kind of, <laughs> double entendre because it's kind of take me to the pilot is in like the the take me to the person controlling this thing yeah. and also 
we always drink, especially him, our sound guy. It's triple entendre Elton John song because it's an Elton John song that could be on the radio. So we have an Elton John song. We have the (laughs) take me to who's controlling this. And we have the bean to cup coffee all in one song. Deepest line we've ever written. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, speaking of speaking of Christopher Nolan, that's like inception, right? That's the different layers of the, of the inception there of the song. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much, man. That was really cool being able to talk with you. And, and like I said, congrats on the, on the new release. I, I really, really enjoy it. And, uh, you know, when you do come here to Utah, we do have a pilot. It's just literally right up the road from me. So don't worry. There's plenty, plenty of coffee for you, (laughs) but, uh, I, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to, uh, to talk with me. It's, it's awesome of you. Thank you so much. Yeah, for thanks having for us. having us. This was great. Yeah. yeah. And a huge thank you to you for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or if you enjoy what I'm doing with the podcast, please hit that subscribe button and comment down below, you know, rate it on whatever pod podcast platform you're listening on because it'll help the podcast. It'll help get to more ears and if you could share it, if you enjoyed it and share it with other people who might enjoy it, that'd be super dope. But you are the bomb for listening till next time. Deuces.